everybody, it's your friendly neighbourhood cigar writer here, Nick Hammond, and welcome to Around the World in 80 Cigars, the podcast. The first thing I need to say to you is apologies, it's such a noisy place in my garden today. There's a plane going over, there's been a dog barking next door doing some work, and I've got a family of nesting sparrows who are creating havoc in the hedges around me. So if you hear all that extraneous noise, I apologise. But I wanted to just uh, have a chat to my podcast friends and cigar lovers out there. And I know the podcast has been downloaded in more than 100 countries in the world, which is just beyond my comprehension, but it's a great reach. So I wanted to let you guys know that might not have already seen that I've launched a crowdfunding campaign for the next book, the sequel to Around the World in 80 Cigars, is going to be Around the World in 80 Cigars, The Travels of... No, I'm sorry, that's the first book. You see how confusing this is? <laughs> the sequel is going to be Around the World in 80 Cigars there and back again. Now, the book originally came out in 2019, to give you some background. We launched in September of that year. We had a wonderful launch party uh, in the Oriental Club in uh, Mayfair, England. Um, and many of the great and the good were there to celebrate this long project that I'd been working on. Those of you who have read the book will understand what I mean when I say it was a love letter from me to the cigar world, really. Um, it combined all of my travels and weird and wonderful experiences and adventures that I've been lucky enough to be part of over the last 25 years or so as a roving reporter for a number of magazines and newspapers and publications. Um, and there was always, somewhere in each standalone chapter, always an homage to a great cigar that would sort of fit seamlessly into my travels and into my world and into my life, as it has done over the years. And, uh, and that all came together to form this long-form piece of cigar literature as I like to call it and I wanted to just sort of go back and, and give you a bit of background information if I may have a few minutes of your time to explain why I feel this sort of work is so important in this wonderful world of cigars that we love. Now there are all sorts of good cigar publications out there, there are some wonderful coffee table, lovely glossy books some of which I've produced myself and written myself. And there are lots of lovely reviews and blogs and online videos. There are, of course, the magazines, Cigar Journal, whom I've written for for over a decade. Um, Cigar Aficionado, for whom I've also written in the past. And they're all great. They all fit a niche. They do a great job to fill our endless thirst for information news and uh, reviews on cigars and all things around them but I just feel and I I felt back then and I felt for years before I actually got around to completing the book and I still feel now that there is room for something a little more in depth a little more human a little more um, characterful than either plain reviews with people's impressions of what they've tasted, which can be very, very um, subjective, of course, or just dry pieces 
that sort of rehash the same stories that many of us who've been in the industry for a long time have heard many times before. And so I, I just feel it's important that we have something that is different and looks at the whole process of the cigar and the romance of the cigar and the reason why we love it in a different way, uh, from a different perspective. And I think long-form books, you know, is something that's always been a big part of my life and helped shape my view of the world and my love of being able to curl up with a book and just disappear into it has never left me. And I think that that's something that you just can't do with cigars. You know, you know, I can't think of another book that you could sit down and spend two hours reading or really getting into in, into a different way. You know, lots of them are, are great and nice to look at and lovely things to have and to put on your coffee table, etc. But there's really nothing that I don't feel you can get under your skin. And that's what I wanted to produce. And the first book went on to do in a slow but steady way really, really well. Um, we've reprinted three times now. We've sold more than 5,000 copies and I've signed and sent books all over the world. It really is amazing to sign a book and send it to Africa or, or America or Saudi Arabia or anywhere in between and all of those things I've done. Um, and it continues to go really, really well for cigar lovers and you're, all of you out there that have read it and have kindly put your messages on social and, and on Amazon and talked about how much you've enjoyed it. Um, I think there's over 125 reviews, positive reviews on Amazon. Um, and there's only one negative, I think, and, and that was that the font was too small, <laughs> which was a fair comment. So um, it's gone down really well. And I just think there's so much room out there to do more. I've been and traveling. I've done more amazing things on the back of the su success of the first book. I've been able to uh, visit new places and talk to more cigar makers and I've been busier than ever this last six months and back on the road. Uh, this year I've already been in Nicaragua two or three times, I can't even remember which. I've travelled around the world, uh, travelled down America, um, I'm heading back to uh, Miami next week for a special late chapter. Uh, so it's all there to be done. And I wanted to set up this crowdfunding because every last piece of this jigsaw um, over the years to get this out there and in front of you, has uh, I've paid for myself. Um, and it's a massive undertaking with l payback being very, very, very long term. And of course, slap in the middle of it has been COVID and that, you know, for various reasons, I'm a one man band. I was not entitled to claim anything. I've never had any bounce back money. Um, it's been a really tough time. Um, there was little work coming in and, you know, the, the same old bills going out. So I thought this time, look, we've built this audience. You talk about how much you love the book. Um, cigar people are a great community. And I thought, well, let's try and harness that to do some good and to help me raise money for this book. That was the premise of the idea of the uh, crowdfunding campaign, which is now live. Um, and whilst on my last trip to Nicaragua, I spent some time with a Belgian teacher called Philippe Vertrest. Um, very understated guy. And he's been over the years 
trying to find a way in which he can help some really underprivileged kids in Nicaragua. Now, as you know, in the book, if you've read book one, uh, some of the proceeds were dedicated towards the Fe y Alegría charity, the Faith and Happiness charity in Esteli, which is Cigar City over there. Uh, they have a wonderful school there, the Belen School, um, which I visited back in 2017, something like that. Um, and it moved me to see these kids who had very, very little, but needed not vast amounts to really make a big difference in their lives. And the big problem is over there, or one of the big problems, but focusing on, on education and children, the problem is that it is a very, very poor country for many, many people. And that effectively means that they have to leave school before they get a chance to really get an education that is going to help them to get out of their situation and, and, and make a difference to their lives. So by the time they're 12, 13, 14, they're out working to try and put bread on the table. That's the long and short of it. Now, thanks to that wonderful efforts of many people um, in the industry, in the retailing industry, uh, we had a massive, massive effort from Steve Johnson and Robert Graham, uh, 1874.com, who uh, held a fundraising event in Scotland and dedicated funds from that towards my project, um, towards the funds that we had started to raise. I put money from little profits that came in from the book after costs, um, and Scott Vines donated a pound for every book that he dealt with and distributed for me in the UK. Uh, Barber's Tobacconist up north gave some money. Um, there was various events. And in the end, we got it all together recently and finally said we need to get this money where it can help people. Um, and Scott and his crew and a crew of retailers were out there when I was out there. I was uh, unfortunately otherwise engaged, but couldn't attend. But I gave my blessing for him to hand over a cheque for this money to the school whilst he took these guys who hadn't seen it before around. And we handed over nearly £10,000. Now, it's not a massive amount of money, but believe me, out there, that really does make a difference. It was received with tears and um, the school of earmarked it for, for, for some fantastic projects that are really going to help these kids. And that's always been important to me i think that if you're going to expect something to come to you you should also expect to give something back you know i think that's the way the world works um i think helping each other is is crucial to making the world a better place uh wherever that help may be <clears throat> and so i decided that uh, for the second book we'd do the same again and just try and help and now it, it just makes sense to me to help um Nicaraguan charities because it is the focus of the world's premium cigar industry now uh, uh, and you may know that it exports more hand-rolled cigars than anywhere else in the world by a country mile um, and this time round, I met Philip Vertriest as I say and he has formed um, this charity and built a learning centre <clears throat> he doesn't want to call it a school because you know it's not a traditional school as it were but it is a little oasis in um, a slum village called El Tamarindo, 
which is just outside Leon in Nicaragua. And it's a beautiful spot. Um, it's right by the Tamarindo River. It's very, very pretty, very picturesque, but it is very, very poor. There's nothing there. Um, families there live in little more than shacks. They don't have access to fresh running water. They don't have flushing loos. Um, life is hard. And of course, the kids grow up quick. Um, and sometimes that's not a great thing. And they are forced to go and work too early. They're forced to go off and try and, you know, get things by any which way they can. And that, of course, can lead to issues and lead to problems and lead to getting involved in things they shouldn't be involved in. It leads to underage pregnancies and the whole cycle just repeating itself. And it, I just, you know, it's so important that we give them the opportunity to break that cycle and to be able to get an education, get some qualification that enables them to move on uh, to a job that pays them money, that gets them and their families to a better place. And then their lives are open before them. And, you know, you know what human ingenuity is like. The world is, is your oyster if you have that foundation. So these kids can go along to uh, the Authentico School uh, Learning Centre, as I say. And it's a beautiful little building fenced off in a little enclave where kids have to apply to become part of, uh, of, the, of the scholarship there. Um, and if they are allowed entrance, they have to commit to attend uh, because bunking off is not going to help. And they have to be made to see that that's not an option. And scholarships are offered and supported by various people. Um, and these children come along. There's, um, there's a, a little garden where they plant vegetables. They have some chickens for eggs. They have some flushing loos and they have teachers and equipment and classrooms where they can sit and learn in a proper studious atmosphere and get ahead. And I really, really wanted to support that. So for this book, I decided that would be the charity I would support. And for every pledge to the campaign that I'm currently running in on Indiegogo towards the next book, for everyone who, who buys a pledge, I will supply a textbook to one of these children. And more than that, if we can get upwards towards the target I set, which was £25,000, I will also pledge to support scholarships, full annual scholarships, so kids can attend, get a uniform, get a meal, uh, get all the equipment they need to be able to concentrate on their studies and make a difference in their lives. Now, since we've launched the Indiegogo campaign, <clears throat> it's been a, um, such a massive uh, roller coaster this because I'm not a sort of expert in these things as I'm sure you can imagine and I've never done it before and it's a whole new ball game there's a massive learning curve there's so many things to think about but you don't get anything without sticking your neck out so I've gone for it um, we've got some wonderful pledges on offer so what, what happens is for those of you who are, are not aware crowdfunding is a method of getting people to invest in a product that they like the look of or want to support, um, so that the <clears throat> so that the um, the person running the, the campaign can get some funds to enable them to produce it, and in return you offer them certain things, rewards, special offers uh, to encourage them to help you. Now we've got this campaign up and going. As I say, we're 
we're only just over, <clears throat> uh, we're probably 10 days into the campaign and we've had 55 amazing people who have backed the campaign to the tune of £11,645 as I speak to you now. I've just reloaded it. 46% of our fixed goal of £25,000, which is incredible really to think that you can raise that amount of money. Now, what I'm saying is if you buy a pledge um, and the smallest pledge is £125, you will get an exclusive backer-only edition of the book that won't be available in the shops. You'll get some goodies as well. It's all there on the website, uh, and the link will be uh, is in my bio, will be on the page there where you get your, your podcast. But, uh, and we, have, we move through various different pledges of various values. Um, you can have a face-to-face gathering with me and some friends, uh, to sit around and discuss what's happening in the book with some very special treats in the Souter Lounge in Knightsbridge. There's a pledge to have dinner with Lawrence Davis and I from Souter. Um, Robert Graham have again stepped up and they've offered to run a cigar and whiskey pairing masterclass with myself and Ian Forteeth, the master blender for Angus Dundee Distillers. Um, and that can be either a come to you event for you and your fa- and five of your friends. Uh, if you can find us a suitable venue, or Steve will gladly host it at the Robert Graham Lounge in Cambridge, which is very, very generous. So there's all sorts of other things up there, all the way up to come and spend some time in Nicaragua with me. I'll take you around the factories and the plantations and show you how it all really works, and uh, and, and you'll be able to do your own cigar blend and everything. So that's the way it works. Um, and as I say, we have 55 backers at as I speak to you, uh, very, very humbling that people have gone ahead and done that. But we need to keep the momentum going. We need to keep pushing it. Hence the reason to talk to you today. I want to get as many people in as many countries as possible to have a look at that link. It's on Indiegogo, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O. If you go to the website, which is indiegogo.com and just search for Nick Hammond, you'll see it immediately or the link will be put up for you. Um, in in the blurb around this podcast. So I just wanted to talk to you about that, let you know it's happening, say thank you to all of you who have helped, and please pass this round to as many people as you possibly can. It's all about getting eyes on it. Um, we can do some corporate hospitality. Uh, it can be a great gift. Um, there's so many different things on there that will appeal to different people, but even if you feel you can't uh, you can't run to that £125 minimum pledge, there is an option to just click on the See Options button and you can make a donation of however much you feel you're able. And all of those will be very, very gratefully received and hopefully help us to, li- to, to just get over the line so that we can get this book out and support those kids in Nicaragua. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about, just to let you know. I hope everybody is in fine form. Um, I'm currently beavering away with writing a, uh, this book as we go. I'm still travelling, still got a couple of trips to do. I'm not, uh, I'm not waiting to see if we can get there. I'm, I'm just going to try and do it. Uh, I've got another book on the go. I'm writing for one of the US's biggest cigar sellers, uh, their book as well. So it's all happening in the Hammond household. I wish you all... Uh, a fantastic few weeks and I hope the weather's kind uh, please keep your eye on the uh, on the campaign page there for updates 
Um, and if I can help you with anything in any way or you have some ideas or things you wish to see on there, you can always drop me a line at nick at nick-hammond.com. So for now, I have to wish you all a very happy summer if I don't speak to you before. Check out Around the World in 80cigars.com is the, is the main page for the book. Uh, and let's get this up, running and over the line. Wishing you all the best. Of course, long ashes. And don't forget to look after each other.